Hello, I'm Tyler Smith, and this is More Than One Lesson, uh, episode 11. Uh, <laughs> sorry again that uh, it has taken me so long to uh, put an episode out. Uh, re- listeners of Battleship Pretension and uh, readers of uh, the More Than One Lesson Twitter uh, will know that I had some serious computer trouble. Uh, I was without a computer for about uh, a week. And then when I did get it back, I had to completely rebuild the feed and put up the old episodes and, and all that. So, um, so yeah, it has been, uh, it's been very frustrating and I apologize to those who were unable to download older episodes, uh, and everything seems to be working fine now. Uh, but, uh, I will be on the lookout for any, uh, any possible, uh, problems. So, uh, anyway, um, Oh, and then, of course, uh, I, I guess I inadvertently announced it, but uh, we do have a, a Twitter page now uh, in which I will uh, announce very, you know, uh, new blogs, uh, when a new episode is up, uh, any possible problems, and then just my, you know, brief views on a, on a certain circumstance or situation or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, you can go to uh, twitter.com slash more lessons. Uh, or you can click on the link, uh, the Twitter link on the front page of morethanonelesson.com. So uh, here we go. Um, today we are, g- this is going to be um, kind of a rough episode for me, uh, and y- you'll find out why uh, a little later. Uh, we are talking about uh, the Hellboy movies today, which I know might sound a little strange because, of course, it's based on a comic book and the movies are, I'd say they're very good. I would not go so far as say that they are great, um, but they're a lot of fun and uh, they've got strong characters and just, a, they don't take themselves too seriously and, uh, and the makeup is great. And it's just, it, they're, they're just, I'll say this, that they're, they are fully realized films um, in the art direction and just creating the world in which these characters live. Um, so we'll start out with the the first film. Uh, it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, and it was based on a on a comic book series. And uh, the the basic story is about a demon who, uh, through a series of strange events, has wound up on Earth as a little, basically a baby. And so um, he is taken in. Uh, by a kindly, uh, it should be noted, a religious, uh, I'd I'd have to say based on some of the iconography, I'd I'd venture to say that he is uh, a practicing Catholic uh, English gentleman who, uh, so he takes in Hellboy and names him Hellboy and raises him. And then uh, as an adult, Hellboy works for the U.S. uh, government. Uh, basically as a as a ghostbuster of sorts where anytime there's like a some kind of paranormal problem they send in hellboy and a couple other uh strange creatures to find out what happened and to try and fix it uh they are uh to keep this a secret uh the the public is not to know that these weird creatures and hellboy exist uh and so he has to uh kind of keep himself under wraps uh hellboy himself is uh, 
kind of a he he seems like a tough guy you know he smokes cigars he drinks a lot of beer he's bright red he's big and muscular he's probably like six five i'd say uh and he wields a huge gun and he has uh what looks like a red stone right hand uh the the right hand of doom or is it the red hand of doom i never quite recall i'm sorry everybody uh, and so he looks very ferocious, but in, in point of fact, he's actually surprisingly sensitive and, uh, he loves cats, uh, as I do, I'm sitting here petting my cat, Charlie, and he's adorable. And, uh, so he loves cats and he has a, a thing, uh, a romantic interest in a, in a woman named Liz. So, uh, so basically what I was going to talk about is the character of Hellboy and what he represents and what we can learn from him as Christians. Because uh, I'm, I'm actually, at the moment, I'm part of a, uh, like a guy's uh, Bible study group. And uh, lately, we have been discussing the idea of identity. Uh, who are we? Um, and how do we identify ourselves? Um, and it's kind of, you know, a deceptively simple concept, but actually surprisingly complex when you start to talk about it. Um, and as Christians, of course, we are, that is how we identify ourselves. Um, because it's easy to say, oh, I am, I am a man, or I am a woman, or I am a writer, or I am... Uh, construction worker. I mean, there are so many things in this world that uh, a person can define themselves and identify themselves uh, those themselves as. Um, but uh, the Bible says that the only thing that really matters is uh, whether or not you are a, a child of God and a follower of Christ. And so, um, and I do apologize to any uh, <laughs> any atheist listeners we we might have. Uh, this episode is going to be. Uh, very biblically based. Uh, so I'm going to throw out some phrases. I'm going to say a lot of, uh, a lot of Bible verses. Um, and uh, so, yeah, just telling you that in advance. And so with the character of Hellboy, what's fascinating is he is a demon. And you come to find out that he is, uh, he's a very important demon. He plays a key role in uh, bringing about the end of the world. So, you know, that's, uh, I'd say, pretty heavy for, uh, for him to, to carry with him. Um, but what's fascinating is that he does not want to be that. He does not want to be a demon. He wants to be quote-unquote normal or like everybody else. Um, and so there's a few things that he does. One is that he, not only does he not accept evil uh or does not allow himself to be evil but he actually fights for the side of good and uh the protection of of uh you know the the populace uh but a really clear metaphor for what he does or his his desire to be normal or his desire to uh or his rejection of what he was initially uh he he has these what uh, he has horns and they would be really long except that he has broken them off and he files them down so he so you basically see these two stumps uh coming out of his head uh and 
what's interesting is he continues to file them down. He files them pretty much every day. Um, and that to me is a, it's a nice metaphor for what, what we as Christians have to be. You can't just say, I am a Christian and now, and that's what I will always be, but I will put no effort into it. Uh, it it will require a, a daily reminder. I mean, you have to. I, I think I I remember hearing uh, all the yeah, several sermons from different people talking about the idea of when you become a Christian, uh, it is a living sacrifice. Basically, that you are sacrificing um, your own will and your own desires uh, to that of of God. Uh, but that as it is a living sacrifice and not dead, uh, that, you know, uh, a living sacrifice, the, the pesky thing about it is that it will keep crawling off the altar. Um, and so you just have to keep putting it up there. You have to, it's a daily choice to, to follow God. It's, you know, the, the initial decision is of course important, but it's something that, that needs to be maintained and much in the same way, um, Hellboy if he just lets it go long enough, his horns will, he will find that his horns have grown back completely. And so, um, so he files them down. And of course, what, what is it that, that, uh, started his, his rejection of being a demon? Well, what it is and no uncertain terms, it is the seemingly unconditional love of uh, of the uh, the British uh, Catholic professor guy, um, who Hellboy basically he calls him father because he's the only father he really knows, and so I, I'm sorry to put it in, in such obvious terms, but he is able to reject what his his nature. Um, his evil nature, it should be noted, um, because of the love of his father. Um, because love is by definition transformative, both of the person who gives it and the person who receives it. And as Christians, of course, uh, God's love and the way that that is, uh, manifested itself completely in the, uh, in the death and resurrection of Jesus, um, that transforms us. If we accept it, 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 we, we are no longer what we were. And, uh, so here, here we go. I'm going to read some Bible verses. That's right. Um, we're going to start with, um, second Corinthians five seventeen. Uh, it's very simple. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And and that's that's very encouraging. Um and there's a there's a part in in Hellboy, it's near the end, where uh the villains are holding uh Liz, as I mentioned, the the, the woman that Hellboy uh is kind of in love with. They're holding her captive, and the only way to uh, save her is to give in to uh, what he, what Hellboy was uh, always meant to do, uh, because the villains are uh, 
they they want the world to end basically and so uh so hellboy accepts what he was and is no lo- and no longer fights it and he chooses to be what he was at which point you see the horns grow back he's been filing them but all he has to do is is accept his demonic nature and the horns grow back completely in an instant. And there's a little flame uh, that's always burning on top of his head, which admittedly looks pretty cool, but it's also uh, quite disturbing. Uh, Hellboy, he looks, in general, he looks really cool, but then once he gets the horns going and just and his eyes look different, and he really does look like you imagine a demon to look. He looks a little more animalistic and, uh, and really quite evil. And so, so there's a, so he is about to use the, uh, the red hand or the right hand of doom. I, again, I don't recall specifically what it is, what it is called. Um, so he uses that basically as a key to unlock this portal that will bring all kinds of evil forces into this world and kill us all. Uh, so he's about to do that when, uh, one of his, one of the, uh, one of the other heroes, he takes a uh, uh, a cross and some, uh, I believe, some rosary beads uh, that belonged to Hellboy's father, who uh, it should be noted has died, mm, kind of willingly earlier in the film. Uh, he was murdered, and um, so this character takes these rosary beads and the cr- and this cross that belonged to Hellboy's father. And he yells out, remember who you are. And he throws the beads at Hellboy. He, Hellboy catches them and then comes to his senses. And he, of course, breaks off his horns again. Um, and I remember when I first saw that, because it's just one line, like, it's like, oh, really? So it only takes one line, remember who you are? It only takes that and the rosary beads to, for, for him to uh, once again reject evil? Uh and then, so that was the first thing that bothered me, just more of an artistic thing than anything else. Uh, and then secondly, I was like, well, wait a minute, that's not who he is. If he remembers who he is, well, who he is is a demon who will bring about the end of the world. That's, that's what he was created as. Um, but again, we come back to what we were talking about before. That's not who he is anymore. Who he is is a creature that is always going to be kind of at war with himself, but he is choosing to be fighting for the side of good. He is choosing to be his father's son. And that is, of course, represented in these rosary beads. And he is reminded, of course, that who he is is not who he was meant to be. Who he was meant to be, he was, of course, meant to be this demon. But that's not who he is. He is who he's choosing to be. And that's that's really... Uh, it's really exciting and kind of encouraging. I mean, there's a great deal of responsibility with that. Um, and so I'll bring up... Uh, I'll bring up another... another uh, some more verses. Uh, Ephesians 4, 22 through 24... Uh, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made 
new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And what's interesting is you look at the, the two verses that I've, that I've talked about, the one in which it says that you are a new creation, but also in Ephesians you'll see that it talks about how you're a new creation, but you need to put that on. That is a choice that you're making. You can choose to be that if you want. You can also choose to turn away from it. It is always a choice. And Hellboy, in that moment, is reminded that he does have a choice. That he doesn't have to be this demon. And so, of course, he rips off his horns, and then he goes and uh, beats up the bad guys. And so... um, so Hellboy, the, the first Hellboy is really all about his identity, him realizing who he is. And, and you know, throughout the film, he al- he's already kind of made his choice to uh, follow the side of, to be on the side of right, but he's never actually had that choice challenged. And that's what the climax of Hellboy is, is he, he's had that challenged, and and then he... Only when when that when you're challenged in your choices do do your choices really matter? I would say, um, or do they really have any weight? And so he, of course, then chooses to keep going on the path of righteousness. So, so Hellboy, the first Hellboy, is all about that choice and him choosing to identify himself as this good thing instead of this bad thing. Hellboy two is all about some of the consequences of that choice. Specifically, uh, word gets out that Hellboy, that there is a Hellboy, and the public knows about him, and they know about all these other paranormal things. And there's one scene in particular that really, uh, really gets me. There is a large monster uh, rampaging through New York, and Hellboy has to stop it. And so the monster is destroying all these cars and people are running around. And, uh, and there's a woman who cannot get her baby uh, out of her car in time. So Hellboy says, you go, I'll take care of the baby. So he grabs the baby and holds him while he disposes of the monster. And admittedly, he does put the baby's life at risk uh, by holding the baby in his tail while he climbs a building and shoots a a huge gun at the monster. Um, But but we do see that once he gets the baby out, the car that the baby was in is destroyed almost immediately after. So if he had left the baby, it most certainly would have died. Um, So this is a a step in the right direction. So he does... Spoilers... He, he kills the monster. Hellboy is not killed uh, in the middle of Hellboy uh, 2. And um, so he kills the monster. He, he jumps back to the ground. The baby is fine, and he's holding it. The mother rushes up and, and says, what are, you, what are you doing to my baby? And he says, no, it's fine. The baby's fine. Look. And she just won't have it. She won't listen. And she says, give my son back. Give me, give me my son back. And like the crowd around him are, they are yelling at Hellboy and kind of cursing him a little bit or cursing at him. 
And nobody seems to realize that he actually helped this woman. All they know is something terrible just happened, and this giant red demon-looking guy is now holding a woman's child. And that's all they care about. They won't they don't dig deeper and try to find out the facts of the situation. They just, and I think after a while they actually start throwing fruit at him. And so, um, and so he's of course frustrated because wait a minute, don't, don't these people know that he is trying to protect them and that he just saved this woman's baby. Um, and actually you run across, uh, the, the villain trying to appeal to Hellboy and say, saying that these people that you're trying to that you're trying to save they're never going to understand you. It doesn't matter what you do, they will always view you as an outsider. So why not just come on over with me? It's actually a very similar argument as you will find in uh, the X-Men films uh in which uh mutants are uh, viewed as outsiders and and humans are uh afraid of them and hate them and and yet the X-Men still fight for the good of humanity, uh, mutant and normal person alike. So, uh, whereas the character of Magneto says, well, they're never going to accept you, so who cares? Uh, screw them. And so, so the villain in Hellboy 2 is saying, that, saying, hey, look, see how they treated you? They don't care about you. They will never care about you. And, and that's the thing. That's... That's the life that Hellboy is living. The path of righteousness, in this case, is not going to be rewarded by the people that he's trying to help. Uh, the path of righteousness is going to kind of have to be its own reward. Um, and he certainly does not want to be, as we discussed earlier, be uh, the demon. And this is something that... This is something that we as Christians are going to have to deal with. And uh, recently, uh, in a public forum, uh, I, I was called out by somebody who said some very harsh things uh, about me. Among them, uh, the person called me ignorant, stupid, evil, disgusting, and a pathetic excuse for a human being. He also said several other things, um, but you, you kind of get it. And and he said it, uh, actually I don't know if it was a he or a she, but I'll just say he. Uh, he said it in response, of course, to um, episode one of the podcast, which was about milk. And I knew when I recorded that episode that some of my opinions were going to be unpopular. Um, I knew that, and yet, and, and I'll just say that for myself... Um, when somebody is criticizing me, it usually bothers me most when it's something that I'm already worried about. Like if I feel like I'm talking to, like on Battleship Pretension, for example, uh, I often feel like I monopolize the conversation. Uh, my co-host David says that I don't and that he actually has always considered me to be the primary host, which is weird because we've always been co-hosts. Um, and so he, it doesn't bother him. And he says that he doesn't think I monopolize the conversation. Uh, but it's always been a concern of mine. And every once in a while we have, uh, we will get, in fact, I think it's only happened once, uh, where we got a comment from somebody saying that I was talking too much. 
And in that moment, of course, because I was all already concerned about it, I thought, oh man, see, this is the, this is confirmation of what I already thought. Well, in, in the person's comments who, who said these, these very, uh, uh, harsh things about me, um, I don't think that I'm ignorant and stupid and evil and disgust. You know, I don't think all that, um, because I I I think that in that episode I I tried to be as conciliatory as I could be, um, while still of course stating what I believe. Uh, that said, and, and so it didn't it didn't really get, this person's comments did not get to me on any kind of deep level, but I will say that just in general, to have somebody say. It's not often that somebody basically calls you a clan member. Um, and it really, it will take the wind out of you, regardless of whether you think the person is right or wrong. If you think they're right, well, then you've got uh, even deeper issues than what I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, it really floored me when I read these, because it's just... It's very exhausting to have somebody shouting such terrible things at you. Um, But it should be noted that that's what's going to happen. Jesus himself said that. Um, And I'll read it again. Here we go. I'll I'll read another verse. Here we go. John 15 18 through 21 and a special thanks to uh, Nathan Potter uh, previous guest on the show who uh, who when he heard about some of my discouragement uh, cited this uh, this verse Uh, it says and it says if the world hates you keep in mind that this is Jesus speaking specifically Uh, red ink if you were to uh, look at uh, certain Bibles if the world hates you keep in mind that it hated me first If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. And basically this is a a reminder and it sounds actually kind of kind of discouraging actually uh when you when you read it cuz it basically is Jesus saying uh you're not going to be really accepted uh completely by everybody that you may want to but you know uh it's just going to happen and that's that's not fun to read um but what it does do is it does it does remind you that uh Anything that we might go through uh, because of our beliefs, Jesus went through it first and much worse. As terrible as the stuff said about me was, um, I tell you, one thing I didn't have was a whole bunch of thorns in my forehead or like stabbed in the side. I didn't have any nails shoved through me at any point. I didn't get whipped. Uh, They were just words and they're words that I don't even believe. Um, and I'm sorry to make this uh, about me, but I was already thinking of doing a Hellboy episode, and then this happened. And, you know, and so 
we need to keep, so Hellboy his everything about his journey in the films so far and the and the second film kind of sets it up as if there will be a third I would love it if there was because uh, I really do enjoy the Hellboy films um, so the journey of Hellboy over the course of the of the two films is basically him realizing who he is as opposed to who he started out as him accepting that and then and understanding what that means and the role that he plays in deciding who he's going to be or what path he's going to follow and then of course the consequences of that both in the the people that you're trying to fight against but also the people that you're trying to help um and that often the righteous path whatever that might be uh there you know it is a bit more narrow and it and people will will respond in some kind of hostile way to that and so um so and and proof of that is what happened to me this past week um but what i will say is that uh is that i i had a lot of people being very encouraging of me and pointing me back towards the bible and real and 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 that helped a great deal. But uh, another thing, I will I will say real quick that uh, literally a day after I uh, read these comments and was feeling very downtrodden, I got what is perhaps the nicest and most encouraging and touching email uh, I have ever gotten, uh, certainly from a listener. Um, and as it as it happens, it was from uh, a listener who uh, I, I'm certain does not share a lot of my beliefs. Um, but uh, he still said some incredibly nice and meaningful things. And uh, and so uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to say uh, thank you very much, Andrew. That was very uh, that was encouraging in a way that you could not. Uh, I can't imagine you knew it was going to be. Um, and it was nice because, I, frankly, I had been kind of praying about. Once faced with these terms and and the things said about me, I mean, I was praying to God that it's just like, uh, you know, because I do have. It doesn't take much for to shake my my uh, faith up. Because uh, just like, am I just doing the wrong thing? Am I just way off base? Uh, and then this, then this email came, and it basically solidified. Uh, some of the stuff that I that I was doing with this show, and so uh, so yes, thank you very much, Andrew, for that email. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of this that that's this episode. I realized that I didn't spend a lot of time talking about the films, but um, but yeah, it's it's a great example of what choosing the righteous path means. It means an almost daily. Uh, ma- almost daily maintenance, you know, whether it be reading the Bible or praying or, you know, trying to have some kind of community with fellow Christians. Um, but it also, so it's, it requires that and it is a daily choice. And there are of course going to be positive and negative consequences of that choice. And, um, yeah, so that, uh, that is my episode on Hellboy. Uh, thanks everybody for, uh, 
you know, bearing with me as I got, you know, a lot of these computer issues uh, out of the way. Um, I will try and have another episode next week. Let's give it a try. Why not? Um, you, you, of course, can always email me, Tyler, at morethanonelesson.com. Uh, there are uh, several new blogs up right now uh, at morethanonelesson.com. And then, of course, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at morelessons. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, I'll get you next time. Bye.